I quite like it if some people find it a bit like, oh, you've gone, you've really overshared there. That's a bit too much. Mm. Like for me, I'm like, that's, I'd like that response. I just think, oh, I, that, oh, that means I've, um, I've shocked you a little bit. Yeah. You still think that, um, women should be really like polite and, yeah. um, and really well behaved. So I just think, well, that's quite funny. I like, I quite like that reaction. This is Dave Buda, and welcome to Darken the Page, the podcast about writers and their creative process. Today's guest is Emma Gannon. She is a journalist and a blogger from the UK. She regularly contributes to many different publications like The Telegraph, Glamour, Evening Standard, Independent, Daily Beast, Thought Catalog, and many, many more. She runs GirlLostInTheCity.com, where she blogs regularly about books, fashion, feminism, theater, film, travel, and culture. Now, Emma is part of a generation of women bloggers who, in my opinion, are really doing uh, great things for the world. Uh, she values authenticity and truth, and I, re- and I really feel that when, when I read her writing. She, she is friends with um, some other people we've had on the show and will have, uh, Laura Jane Williams from episode 26, and Jamie Varon, who is going to be probably next week's episode. And I just, I just am really excited to be talking to these ladies and, um, I think their writing's fantastic and I just love interviewing them because they're so honest and open. Um, and so in the beginning of this interview, you're going to hear us talk a little bit about that friendship and what I ask Emma, what this, what this genre is really about. And her answer I thought was really beautiful. Um, what, what her mission is and how her mission is shared by people like Jamie and Laura. So make sure you check out our sponsor, 99designs. Go to darkenthepage.com slash 99designs if you haven't done that already to see the logo contest that I ran for Darken the Page and you can see some of the stuff that um, got accepted, some of the stuff that didn't. And if you use 99designs, which I highly recommend, I thought it was a great, it was a great process to actually get and find out what I really wanted in that logo because I wasn't sure. Um, if you use it and you use the affiliate link, which is on that website, um, on that page, uh, that they'll send us a check and I really appreciate that. Without further ado, here's Emma Gannon. What would you call like what you do, this, this genre, you know, um, and do you kind of know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean because yeah. I, I find it so weird sometimes because honestly when someone asks me what I do I, I I just don't know what to say half the time because it's like we're this generation of like slash slashies or whatever you call them like uh-huh. writer slash blogger slash digital consultant slash mm-hmm. social media consultant slash you know memoir writing you know, yeah yeah but then I was thinking the other day really all boiled down and I think I, I think of Laura and I think of Jamie when I say this is I think it's storytelling Mm-hmm. but online I, I mean I don't even know I don't I don't really know what to call it I'd be really interested to see what they say because mm-hmm. I think to say that you're just writing on the internet kind of waters it down yeah because um, I think we're all on the same sort of mission I, I think it, it, you know there's it, some of the words that come to mind or some of the elements that come to mind when I see it is 
um, you're definitely representing um, a new, even though it doesn't maybe seem new or rare to us, but I think that the the level of authenticity and op- and and speaking your mind um, from from women is, in the grand scheme of things, kind of new. You know, I mean, there was Ayn Rand and all these wonderful women who were writing and certainly speaking their mind, you know, a long time ago. Um, but I think that there is something that, you know, and I think Laura, Laura's book title, Book of Book of Brave, like, and she talks a lot about courage. And I see the same thing. Um, I see the same thing in your writing. I see the same thing with, with Jamie. It's like there is this element of how real can we get? Um, and, yeah, and you know? I, I- I yeah. think as well that, that that sort of conjures up in my head more of an idea as well of eliminating shame because I yeah. I think a lot of things that we talk about are kind of there is still so much shame around a lot of things especially to do with women and I'm I was going through this hashtag uh, a few months ago actually which I loved it was um it was called growing up a girl and it was all these things that were like having to hide your tampon up your sleeve because you were just so red in the face embarrassed that your mm-hmm. male teacher would see and like just really it was kind of stuff like that and, and people saying um you know have being called ladylike but not feeling like they were or uh, mm-hmm. it was just sort of like eliminating all these stereotypes and just things that people are like oh I can't say that yeah but actually you definitely definitely can it's just the world for a long time made it seem like you had to hide yeah, and feelings it, about certain things. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's kind of like racism a bit now. It's like we don't have overt racism; it's just subtle, kind of in the water sometimes, and and it comes out in like strange glances. And I think that that's where what some women are experiencing now. And I loved what you said. Eliminating shame feels like a really like that. That's it. Like I feel like you really you nailed a piece, a big piece of it. And and there is still this element of like. I don't know there's still residue from just like like let's call it sexist residue you know and and it's still just as important to speak about that stuff because there it may not be on the out you may not be seeing it in laws or different things like that but but the shame speaks to people's inner experiences and I think that that's that's really what um what blogs and writing like yours is one of the things that it's doing for people is helping eliminate that Definitely. And I mean, I hope so. And I think that also um, a big thing about the Internet is um, this idea that you're, you haven't lost your voice. It's just the Internet's helping you amplify it. So I think um, culturally, historically, women's voices aren't as heard, aren't as equally heard mm-hmm. in films, in books, in the office, mm-hmm. in wherever in the world, you know, like men did make a lot of the decisions about everything politics whatever Mm. so I think it's just this idea of um I feel like the internet has been amazing for really really kind of giving women a the voice that they've always had but just making sure that they can shout it really loudly Mm -hmm. um and it's making it feel like hey we can talk about whatever we want um Mm -hmm. and tribes form in the sort of that's what I guess a lot of people call it. Um, yeah. You find your community and then you just feel kind of stronger when you've got everyone who agrees with you and pushes everything forward. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about, so uh, as, I, as I browsed your blog and I looked at, at what you do, it seems like you have, uh, I would say, a significant writing output. It seems like you write a lot. Um, 
and you post on your blog, I mean, maybe what, three or four times a week? That's, you know, yeah. um, even more sometimes. And so um, tell me about how you manage all this. Is that maybe, is that really easy for you? Or do you have a schedule? Do you have some daily routines or habits? Or what do you do to, to make all this writing and, and have it be something you're proud of? Um, well, I don't have kind of like a really formal schedule or anything. Um, I, I don't post regularly, like as in I don't, you know, I don't have a day. Um, but I think my kind of, I guess what happens to make it all um, seem quite effortless is mm-hmm. the busier that I am, the more that I can put on there, if that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something I've worked out about. I think, you know, when you like learn something about yourself and you're like, oh my God, that's my optimum productivity Mm -hmm. mode um and loads of people have always said this about me they're like when you're bored you're the worst you don't do anything Mm -hmm. when you're really busy you churn it out so I think um because I've got so much on the go at the moment I I just have to just churn it out and get it out um but it definitely goes in waves like I I'll have an idea and I'll just go home and I'll just write it quite quite um I'm quite relaxed when I'm writing for my blog. Like I can, you know, I can do it on like in front of the TV or something. Like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see it as like a, okay, I've got to like hunch over my laptop and sweat over this. I just kind of leisurely type it out. So, um, I mean, yeah, I just, I find it quite easy now. I think it's because I've been writing on there every single week for five years, which when mm-hmm. I say that, it's kind of crazy that I've done it for that long. But I'm seeing, I'm reaping the rewards now and that's, that's the thing about people saying you've got to keep it up because you really do have to keep it up. There's mm-hmm. no point having a blog and writing on it once a year. Cause it's just, it's not, it's not something that people will keep up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think um, it definitely goes in waves. Like I've been quite productive this month because I've just had loads of ideas and that's just, I can't predict that, but then I'll go, I'll go, you know, with weeks where I just, it's a bit dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And do you typically, um, it's just really memoir style. I mean, you just really write what's on your mind. Do you go back and try to edit it and craft it or is it just kind of like a free form thinking? Um, yeah, it's definitely free form. I, it's, it's actually really weird. I feel like that, you know, back end, um, bit of the blog is like, it's kind of like a no judgment zone and I just go in there and I can just write whatever I want and normally it comes out quite well and I can edit it and post it and then whenever I have to write on a word document or anything like really formal Mm -hmm. I get I kind of freeze up and I feel like I have to I I don't know it's weird I have to like really behave and like write Roman and like really edit it and I just feel like on that blog it's just like you you I can just do what I want and I've just I've just got really used to that kind of environment where I can just um, write in my like hundred natural voice, um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just whatever. I, I don't have any pressure on myself, and I don't I don't I don't post anything. If you know, I do look for typos, obviously, and I do proofread it. But I just I guess I don't take it seriously. Yeah. is the answer. Yeah. I don't take it seriously at all. And actually, that's something that Elizabeth Gilbert's always said. <laughs> back to our uh, favorite person, mm-hmm. but she um, she always says that. Well, she, she, I think she said on a podcast recently that she finds it 
really upsetting that some authors write their like one hit wonder and then they never write again mm-hmm. and they and you know she obviously had that as well she had the fact that eat pray love did so freakishly well and then yeah. she freak, freaked out a bit but she says that you cannot take your art too seriously because you'll just freak yourself out and you'll get to a point where you, you feel like it has to be so perfect yeah. that you'll just you'll just procrastinate and you'll never get you'll never do anything again yeah. that you're proud of yeah so I find I find that interesting. I just think I think you've got to keep it keep it light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to write a book? Um, I just think it was something I've always wanted to do. Um, I've just always pictured myself doing it, which is kind of the only real mm-hmm. thing I can think of as why I want to do it. But um, I guess I'm obsessed with reading and I'm obsessed with books, and I think for anyone that loves reading and loves books and is like well just always in a bookshop 24 7 yeah you kind of your imagination does run away with you and you do sort of think hmm i wonder if i could do that or i wonder if i will have a book on the shelf mm-hmm. i don't know it's just a it's just a fantasy yeah. um but then i had an idea for a fiction book which i've i've parked but it's it's still it's still there i reread some of it some of the drafts the other night and i thought actually i, I definitely still believe in this idea nice um but i just struggled with it and i just couldn't really get going with it so i, I just stopped that idea and then um i was on a plane to see my sister in australia and i'd been so busy with just the internet and phones and just you know things going on that i hadn't been just alone with my thoughts for ages and I had this flight and my phone was out of battery and I just sat there just kind of thinking and then I it was kind of very cliche but I just had this idea for a for like a memoir style book about the internet and then before I knew it I just scribbled down 14 chapter titles a summary and three chapters (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then I came back and um I told my sister and she, she, we were just laughing about it and, you know, brainstormed a little bit about what could be in it. And then um, I came back to England and I just thought, if I don't get on with this, someone else is going to do it. I just had that, I had that real fear. I just thought this is too timely Mm -hmm. for me to sit, sit on it. So um, yeah, I just had that. I had like a real freak out moment of like, I need to do this now. Like it's, it's a now book. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got in touch with uh, some agents and then, um, and then I fa- finally found the literary agent that I'm with. So you set aside Wednesdays for book writing. Uh, I'm curious what your Wednesday looks like. What's that routine like? Um, Wednesdays are amazing because I love my job. Um, but Wednesdays are just a day where I don't, I, I don't really plan them in the sense that um they're always just really random like today I went for lunch with a girl from Twitter who is this 17 year old feminist campaigner who is amazing um she writes for a whole host of different websites and she's just I mean she's incredible um so I met up with her just had like a really inspiring chat uh met up Mm -hmm. with someone um from a PR company who has lots of really exciting things um that we could work together for my blog uh, lots of talks and other um event type things um and then I came back and finished off a chapter but it was kind of what happens is I know I can't have every day to write mm-hmm. so on that Wednesday 
I have all these notes that I've written on the Monday and the Tuesday and like all through the weekend. Mm -hmm. So when it gets to my Wednesday, I'm, I know I just need to just get it out. So, um, it's good because it means I can go, go about my everyday life collecting thoughts and random quotes and links from articles. And then on Wednesday, it's just a concentrated time of getting it out. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it works for everyone. I mean, I've, I've read loads and loads on like how to write and how to have a writing schedule and mm-hmm. what's going to work. And I know that Liz Gilbert once said that she just sets a timer for 30 minutes every day. So she knows she's got an uninterrupted 30 minutes every day and she's written a book that way, mm-hmm. just 30 minutes a day. Um, but for me, it's just knowing in my head that I've got a free day in the week to do it. Um, but not putting too much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like a catch-all, like a, a Wednesday, you know, lets you feel good about the times you're not writing. Yeah. That's really important. Because I think you need thinking time. Like, I, I know a lot of people who um, who I've kind of quizzed who have written books in the past, and they say that, you know, about 60%, actually more than that, like 70% of it is just you putting thoughts in, in a net. And then the other 30% is actually writing. Because mm, you, you, you need to gather, like you need to hoard your thoughts mm-hmm. and then you need to go through it and actually decide what you're going to say about it. So I want to ask you this since, I, since we both uh, have an affinity for interviews and especially interviews about the creative process. Um, what are what would be what were some great questions that I could ask you or just that you love to hear asked in general about people and interviewing them about their creative process? Um, I really like asking or hearing people being asked how they get over a period of time where they feel really stuck. Hmm. I find that quite interesting because I think a lot of, I think that's different for a lot of people. Hmm. So what is that for you? For me, I, and I get it a lot, I just freeze up and don't really know what I'm trying to say at all. So for me, the remedy is reading other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Not because I think, oh, I'll just do that or I'll, you know, I'll copy that style. But it's more, you know, I'll pick up a book and I'll read something and I'll think that's a bit of a weird sentence actually but it's cool and it's artistic and they've made that work for them Mm -hmm. so I kind of think well let's just go with it you know it it doesn't matter is how I feel because by reading other people you just think we've you know we've all got different thoughts so you can't really go wrong Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I'll just kind of I'll read someone else's book like and I'll read something that's quite similar to what I'm trying to achieve actually like I've since I've actually got the book deal for this non-fiction I've just read so many non-fiction books because I just I just want to know what else is out there but I also I'm also just so intrigued Mm -hmm. because there's so many ways you can do something and I I think you definitely should sort of read up of all the people who are um you know doing a similar thing mm-hmm. um what else what other questions do i like well sometimes i like knowing people's fears is that a weird one yeah i like that um because i my fear with what i'm doing is that the the book is for a certain audience you know it's for it's for like it's for girls 
um, who want to read a book that makes them feel like life's fine and okay. And we mm. all mess up sometimes. Yeah. So um, I guess the fear is that I'm writing for a very specific um, audience. Um, well, an open-minded, an open-minded twenty-something girl. Mm-hmm. But that means that the book is not for my family, for example, mm-hmm. or it's not for. I mean, it's not for a lot of people actually, and and that's. I mean, that's quite scary. Yeah. Because when you're a writer, you have to think, oh my god, my dad's going to read this. Yeah. That 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 is a bit. That is a bit scary. But then I've I've seen loads of interviews with, you know, people like Cheryl Strayed who said, um, you know, I write so openly about my family, but um, they read it and it brought us closer together. Mm-hmm. I found that interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, what other questions do I like? What are some, uh, any other fears you have in, as a writer? That's a great question. Mm, I mean, I, I, if, if I was asked this question maybe a year ago or two years ago, I would, I would say like my fear is that someone doesn't like it, mm-hmm. but that, that is not a fear anymore just because I haven't even finished it yet. And I know some people won't like it because it's absolutely impossible for everyone to like it. So, mm-hmm. and, and I was, I was, um, I think I said this to Laura or Jamie <laughs> recently, but I just said, there's nothing more freeing than knowing already knowing that it's just yeah. such a great, it's just a great thing to know you know some people like it and you know some people hate it that's just inevitable mm-hmm. um and there's nothing i just find that i don't find that a fear at all i find that just um re- it's really good it's really nice knowing that it's like all writers start on the same page they all start on the same level mm. like for every single book you still are going to have the bad reviews on amazon you're still going to have the good reviews it's just the way it goes yeah when i see a book with all good reviews I usually think to myself, okay, so this book has not gotten beyond their circle of friends. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> yeah. Or you've logged in as, as a fake person and reviewed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. That's, that's honestly what I think. And if there's a few one stars, you know, and like, yeah, okay, you want to see like a nice, nice curve, you know, but you know, if there's a, if it's mostly bad reviews, that wouldn't be so good. But you want to see a nice, you know, we want to see a good yeah, mix, you know? Definitely. It's like when you look up a hotel on TripAdvisor, like, you're not you're not really turned off by one bad comment. You just think, yeah, obviously there's going to be a bad one bad comment mm-hmm. or, or a few. Yeah. Um, actually, the other question I'd be in, I would probably ask um, is like, what do you get a kick out of? Hmm. As in, like uh, you know that sort of feeling of um, what do you actually have to do in your writing for you to be like, yeah, that's I'm proud of that. That's a great question. For me, for me, I think. Um, I quite like it if some people find it a bit like, oh, you've gone, you've really overshared there. That's a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I'm like, that's, I'd like that response. Yeah. I kind of like it when people say, did you really have to, or like, oh, that's a bit much or, you know, Yeah. I just think, oh, I, that, oh, that means I've, um, I've shocked you a little bit. Yeah. You still think that, um, women should be really like polite and, yeah. um, and really well behaved. So I just think, well, that's quite funny. I like, I quite like that reaction. Nice. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really like that question. I, and, uh, and I, and I, I was thinking about it for myself too. And I, and I think in the, this, the, the writing that I do on my blog is, is, is a bit more, um, 
I try to craft an article to, to make a point every, every week. And so it's a little bit less memoir style, although I weave in a lot of personal stories to make a point. And, um, I, you know, something that occurred to me recently, I just, I just published on, on Monday, something, an article that I really liked, but I read oh, it I back. Think I read this. Yeah, it was it um, maybe you're not so fucking special? Yeah, that was yeah. it. <laughs> I how can you scroll past that on Twitter and not read it? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I I was a bit scared. I was like, well, I, um, maybe I do think I'm special. Ooh, I quite <laughs> like that reaction. You're a bit scared. Um, <laughs> and you know, I was thinking to myself, well, I, I think this makes a good point. I mean, I think it's nice, but but I sort of actually took my own medicine and, and thought to myself, well, you know. Also, this is just an, it's just an article. Like, what if this doesn't make an impact on the world or whatever is in my head? And then I thought to myself, okay, you know, I actually, what I appreciate most about this article is, is the writing itself. Like, I, I, I like the way I crafted it. I like the way it ended. I just kind of like the feel of it. And, you know, and then I thought back to a lot of the articles that I really liked, um, and it's this kind of makes me sad and happy at the same time. But it's it, a lot of the articles that I love. They don't necessarily change my life in terms of viewpoints or new information. I just appreciate them as works of art. Um, and yeah. so, I lately I guess seeing trying to see my writing from that perspective as well. I mean, sometimes I put out things that just contain really valuable information that I've discovered and I think is really great. And sometimes they do both. But on one hand, I think I can always, I, 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 it's a little easier for me to, to craft something that has like a fun conversational tone and then, then adds in my quirky sense of humor. And, and I just, I love that. And, and I think sometimes I get caught up in my own significance about, well, this is, this is the article that's going to break open this issue or something ridiculous. Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean because I think, um, if you start thinking, oh, I, you know, I really need to deliver a big solution to the planet mm -hmm. in this one blog post, yeah, it's yeah. um, it's it's too much, and also you don't want to. I mean, I like the idea that you and I felt this with your your blog, your post is um, I read it and I and I and I reflected on it mm. because what you did was you made someone think about it. It wasn't this is my idea. And here's the ending, because mm -hmm. I felt like there wasn't an ending to it. But that's, yeah. that was mm -hmm. almost really nice. Yeah, but yeah. I, I do think that with um, with blog posts as well is that it's I, I think it's really important not to be very like this is my viewpoint and I think it's the only viewpoint and this is this is it because yeah. yeah. I learned really early on that the tone that you present your work in is the tone that you get back. Yes. So if it's a jokey post, you get a jokey reply. If you and if you post an angry post, you get angry replies. And it's yeah. I've always thought, what do I want back from this? Like if I'm asking lots of questions, the person will ask loads of questions back. I just I think that what you said there is so significant, and it definitely has taken me a long time to realize that. And I wish I really got that earlier because I would often write things that were very. Um, parochial like I would just what I would write would be would would just not acknowledge that there was another perspective at all and of course what I'd get back in the comments is that I'd get I'd get somebody just def defending their perspective and saying that I was wrong but I was really in the article saying that they were wrong and 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 then what would happen as I wrote and still stood behind my opinion 
but also acknowledge that it's just a perspective is that yes. I, my readers yeah. would my com the people that would comment and the people that would read it were are just were so much more pleasant and cuz i was being pleasant and and that was really nice you know yeah that's so true because i didn't realize that at the beginning either and it was really subtle things like instead of um instead of a blog post title that was like this is this is the way something is i would change it to maybe yeah this is how it is or like something just so slight it would change everything because totally um i actually had to sort of admit to myself which was difficult because yeah. i'm so <laughs> defensive <laughs> Me too. um that that i had to basically chill out a bit if someone didn't agree because uh -huh. actually I did go through a stage of like how do you not agree with me I'm so 100% right on this yeah. this is this is obviously the answer to everything and I just thought oh my god I'm just in my early 20s and I think I know everything this is awful mm -hmm. and then um and then I started to realize that I had to shift that attitude because that is bad and also if I want to make writing a career oh my god I have to understand that people are going to disagree mm -hmm. and actually the whole point is you know really if you think about it a really great article is 50% of the comments love it and 50% of the comments are like no this is not right this is what I think because you've made someone comment and care about what you've written but they've disagreed which means you've written a really good article because you know if someone disagrees and actually has written an essay about why they don't agree with you yeah you, you've provoked something that's yeah. great you've got another so, thing yeah yeah and you know some and now I, I write something and I've had people writing blog posts about why they don't agree with me and I think well that's great because I've done my thing I, I to be honest I just wrote it because I wanted to write it yeah but the fact that I've spurred on different opinions on the topic that's that's, that's I think that's good mm -hmm. so it's um it's it's definitely been less of a oh poor me I need to go and cry because someone disagrees with me mm -hmm. um, but I just think that's growing up a little bit mm -hmm. I think it's nice too to in the written form to have these it's easier to have a nice intellectual discussion with someone about a concept when you're not in person because there is a, there's a response time you know there's like a you can let your emotions not take the front seat when it comes to what you're saying so it's like if somebody says something in response and they think that and then you get a chance, you read it and then you're a little bit defensive in the beginning, but then you can go, okay, well, I can see what they're saying. You know, I could actually, that's a valid perspective because really, if you get upset, there's nobody there but you, you're sitting alone in your bedroom or whatever, you know, so, <laughs> so it's nice to actually have some time to reflect on that. And I, I found that I look, I look a lot better in uh, blog post responses or responses to comments than maybe like how I reacted in the moment would actually show, yeah. you know, which oh, is nice. And I mean, you see it even now with these like celebrity Twitter spats. And I think, what are you doing having it out like that on a public forum? Because I don't know. I just think I've learned, I've kind of learned my lesson and I'm a no one and I'm like, definitely younger than you and these like big celebrities are like really getting defensive and then all these media companies are writing about it and i think can you not just email each other or mm -hmm. you know have it out properly because it's just quite painful to watch i, I find twitter arguments really painful because yeah. i i don't understand how anyone can have an actual debate in 140 characters that is in any way intellectual where do you see yourself going as a writer 
um, in the future? Where would you love to end up? Um, hmm. I think I want to write longer pieces. I'm really enjoying writing um, this book. Mm-hmm. And I think once I finished it, I'm going to feel like something's missing because I think the the kind of instant um, gratification of writing a blog post or um, whatever it is, you know, like the validation of getting a retweet within five minutes when you've published something is mm-hmm. nice, but it doesn't last. And I think working on something behind the scenes that I'm going to be really, really proud of is is definitely something that fulfills me in a different way mm-hmm. um because i i did start thinking oh i'm writing these blog posts and i'm you know doing bits here and bits there and it just it didn't feel right and i thought you know before the internet someone would go away and they'd write you know 100 pages of a play or they'd go and like you know i don't know work on a painting for like a month I don't know they'd do something where they'd actually work on something that they really liked and they would create something they were really proud of and then they'd show it to the world or they'd put on an exhibition or you know it was it was mm-hmm. like a build, a build up to something yeah whereas I just felt like I was just publishing away just like churning it out and um yeah it just didn't feel great like mm. I, I love blogging don't get me wrong it's like my favorite thing yeah but but working on something longer that I will think yes i worked on that for ages Mm. and i love i'm really proud of it um is a really good feeling so i think um i think to be honest i I was thinking about this the other day and this is really optimistic and i'll probably go for it but i just i just think if i if this all stays the same i'll just be happy because i just want to write on a blog and i want to write for magazines i want to write books Mm. and i just i just need i just would like it to keep going and that's it really yeah but um but yeah I'll always I think I'll get better I don't think I think when you a first book is going to be um something that you can always build on so I'm looking forward to feedback I'm looking forward to working on bigger things and yeah I'm just I just want to keep keep coming up with ideas and keep keep doing it what you know I just thought about this wouldn't it be interesting and and you know if we could um like what what is what's it going to be like 30 years from now like if we're still doing this, you know, I mean, there's yeah. no blogs that are have been around for 30 years. Like the idea of having oh 30 God, years so of archive material is just <laughs> insane at this point. And yet, you know, um, artists and writers and, and authors have been that prolific in their life. They just do it in different mediums. But but I think that, you know, now the most, I mean, I've maybe 10 years for like somebody who's like a, been blogging for a while. Yeah, 10 years yeah, yeah. is a long time. Um, but what what would it be like if we continued to do this for for thirty years? Can you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I I honestly cannot even. I'm just. It will be like we'll be blogging just via a microchip on our hand or something. I don't. I have no yeah. idea. I mean, I I can say that I think you know. I'm happy for. I'm happy that I chose to 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 focus on my own personal brand and write my thing and have a home for what I do because that, you know, as long as the internet still exists, that'll exist. You know, as long as domain names still exist, you know, there's not like, I don't have to worry about medium going away or Facebook going away, you know? And so I I do enjoy that. And I just don't see any end to it. Like I can't imagine that in 20 years, um, 
you know, you may have a different domain name, but it'll be the same writing, same you, you know, and it's like, I just find that really fascinating and, and it would be really, it's really fun to see what happens, you know, and then our, but then, you know, our kids are going to like literally just be able to read our whole history um, or grandkids and, and, and be like, Oh, that's what Emma was doing. She was 25 and there's, you know, it's like, wow, I, I it really blows my mind sometimes. Well, I want to ask you one last question here. Um, so if you could go back in time and write yourself a note and leave it on the desk of your former self, um, in in context of writing and 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 the art you do um what when would you go back and what time period and what would you say in this note to yourself um i think i'd go back to when i was about 18 only because before that i was kind of naive and confident and thought everything would be really great um, so I probably didn't need a pep talk before then. I was just like, yes, great. Um, but I think around that time, I'd just gone to university and I just really suffered with um, the kind of like educational system. It was very dry to me. I just found it all very, very dull. Mm-hmm. Um, and my writing was heavily criticized in a way that was like, don't even try and make that a career. Mm. um just because I couldn't write in that you know that really sort of um mechanical like essay tone yeah like a scholarly voice or something yeah like conversely I believe that Shakespeare was you know that really like Mm -hmm. you have to really argue your point but in a really kind of very very sort of generic way yeah I've really suffered with it because I just thought I just want to say what I think and write in a normal way. So, um, yeah, I got really bad, really bad grades for my writing. Mm. And I was quite good at school. But anyway, so I'd go back to that point and I'd probably just say, don't let it get you down. And also um, keep writing because you, you know, practice... writing over and over and again does actually make you better um, Mm -hmm. in the long run Um, and just yeah to just keep going because I think don't you know you can't let anyone say that you can't do it if you really really enjoy it and really love doing it so um, yeah I just I just say keep doing it and luckily I did thanks for listening to the show make sure if you enjoy it go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review it really helps the show uh, as always, you can reach me at darkenthepage at gmail.com. Emma Gannon uh, was a great guest. So if you really enjoyed that, reach out to her too. She's on Twitter at Girl Lost in City, or you can go to her blog, GirlLostInTheCity.com. Thanks for listening, and until next week, go make great art. <laughs>